Andrew just couldn't get that word diviners out. She kept saying diviners, which doesn't quite sound right, does it? So uh, I wonder if you remember what our vision is. Uh, probably not. Most people will have forgotten it by now, uh, even though we bring it up at least two or three times a year uh, and are working towards the fulfillment of that vision. But sometimes it's hard to remember these things, isn't it? And then moment, I'll just read a little bit of that vision to you. But it's important that we keep coming back to it, isn't it? To remember what we felt God say to us three years ago about what he wanted us to be like. And in this, uh, this kind of current pandemic time, it's really easy to kind of just step back and take the foot off the gas a little bit on some of those things and to forget what God has called us to. And of course, the vision constantly needs to be reassessed. And our vision is all about being a church at the heart of Southport with a heart for Southport. That's the kind of strap line. But there was more to it than that, wasn't there? And it's fascinating, isn't it, to, to think about what this pandemic is doing to us right now. Because I am sure it will have changed all of us individually in some way. And of course, it will have changed the town. What the town was going through for the past few years in terms of the decline of the retail sector and those kind of things has just been accelerated massively. And so as we come out of the pandemic, hopefully sometime this year, the town will look quite different. And if we're all different individually, and if the town's different, then we as a church should also be thinking differently about what we should look like. That doesn't mean that the vision changes. It just means that how we flesh out that vision changes. And I know some churches, they're thinking about, wouldn't it be great to get back to how we used to be? But that is the wrong way of thinking, isn't it? Because we will never be how we used to be. Because we've changed and the, the context has changed, so we will never ever be the same again. And if we just try to get back to how we once were, then we are missing what God is doing. Because God is doing a new thing in these days. So what is our vision? Let me just read the, the first part of it out. The part that kind of describes what our intention is. And says this. We are a church at the heart of Southport with a heart for Southport. Our desire is to play our part in giving the people of Southport a hope-filled future. We want to work with others in building effective bridges between church and community, to foster relationships with people of different generations, cultures and backgrounds, whether they have some faith or none. Our vision is that we might impact Southport with God's unconditional love and transforming power. That was the kind of the preamble. And of course, then there were kind of five sections to it, uh, which were growing people, changing lives, building community, seeking the power of the Holy Spirit and being relevant. And I will touch on a couple of those in the next couple of weeks. But that preamble is just what I want to focus on at the moment. What does it mean for us now to be a people at the heart of Southport with a heart for Southport? A people who want to impact the, the town with the unconditional love of God. What's it mean for us today? Now we need to look forward now with a new sense of hope and purpose. 
because if this town has really changed and if individual people have changed, then perhaps there is more hope of seeing the, the spiritual renewal of the town that we have longed for. It's really hard to know isn't it, how all this will work out. We've got no idea what the future holds for us. But if we've been praying for the spiritual renewal of our town, if that's been our expectation, then surely won't God use this time to draw people back to him? That should be our hope. That should be our expectation. That should be our prayer. And th this passage that we've read is, is a passage that we keep coming back to time and time again. Jeremiah 29. And as you know, in this passage, uh, the, the people of Israel have been taken into exile in Babylon. And we keep coming back to that theme time and time again. That's not been intentional. I think that should be in God. That we are in all sorts of ways like a people in exile. And God has taken them there. It's his judgment upon them. And that must have been incredibly hard for the people of Israel to hear that God had brought about their downfall and led them into exile and oppression in a foreign land. But what he says to them here is, is to treat this new place as your home. Build your houses, settle down, plant gardens, eat what they produce, think long term in other words. And he says, marry, have sons and daughters, find wives, give your daughters a marriage so that you may increase in number, even in exile. See, even though they were under judgment at that point, God was still thinking about their future. God was still planning for when they would eventually return home. And we know that our home isn't in this world. Our home is heaven. Yet we are to treat this place truly as home. We are to, to make this place the place in which we settle. And how many times I've said this, that for us who live in Southport, we are not here by accident. We've been placed here for a purpose for such a time as this. So how do we now flesh out that, that intention to be at the heart of Southport with a heart for Southport. Well, I think we can do two things. First of all, we continue to invest in our town. We think about how we can be a blessing in this town. And that is a really hard thing to do right now, isn't it? Because we can't even get out much. But when shops open, when, uh, the, the, when things start to open again, we need to think about how we use what we have to be a blessing to this town. Think about how we spend our money. To think about where we go in terms of going out for meals and those kind of things. Do you remember where we could do that? Seems like a long time ago. But we need to think about investing in our town. Because we should love this town. We should love it so much that we want it to prosper and that we will do all that we can for it to prosper. This pandemic hasn't changed that. That's the great thing about this vision, that this pandemic has not changed that intention at all. We should long to see this town prosper. And even though it is going through great change, like many other towns, this is a time of also potential for hope. Who knows whether these changes will be 
may work out for our good. But the, and they will if we invest ourselves into this town. If we think about how we use our time here in this town, how we think we spend our money, how we make connections with other people. I love in that, uh, that what we said in our uh, preamble, that we want to work with others in building effective bridges between church and community to foster relationships with people of different generations, cultures and backgrounds. And isn't it fantastic that even in lockdown, we have done that as we set up the, the uh, asylum seekers drop-in on a Wednesday morning. We are working with others to put that on and we are connecting with people of different cultures. So even in lockdown, we are fulfilling that vision and we should rejoice in that and we should be encouraged by that and that should drive us on for more. What's been fantastic is to see how some of our newest members of church have engaged in that. People who have joined us even during lockdown have engaged with our vision and fulfilling their role in that. So in lots of ways, the pandemic hasn't changed our desire to invest ourselves into this town. But the second thing we should think about is prayer. Uh, the, the verse that we keep coming back to is verse 7. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. And I want to come back to something that we again have said time and time again in this last nine or ten months. That we should be praying and praying for our town. Because if good is to come out of this, it will be based on how we have prayed. How we have sought God to, to change what the enemy intended for evil for, and change it for good. So we need to be praying. And we have said again, time and time again, I'm just come, I am reiterating things that we have said before. That we want you to make your home a house of prayer. One of the pictures that we had when we were praying over what God was calling us to in terms of our vision was that someone had a picture of little fires all across the Southport area. And for me, right at the moment, they are places in which people are praying and praying sacrificially. They are making sure that prayer is right at the centre of their home. And I know it might feel like it's hard to pray right now. I find it really hard to pray right now. But we need to make it a discipline that we are giving time, real time, to be praying for our town and for our church, for our country even. Is your house a house of prayer? We want to come back to that time and time again. You know, there's been a lot of um, kind of big push over, over the years to, to do big prayer events. And there's something important in that, isn't there? There's something important about gathering hundreds, sometimes thousands of people together to pray. It, it feels powerful. And yet, when Jesus spoke about prayer, what did he say? Let me just read Matthew 6. I'll read uh, two verses. 
And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. In other words, those who love to pray in public. But then he says, but when you pray, go to your room, close the door, pray to your father who is unseen, and then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. See, there's something perhaps more powerful than praying thousands of people altogether. It is lots of individuals praying secretly, praying secretly for the, the, the transformation of their town, praying secretly for the conversion of their neighbours, praying secretly to see God's power come in our town and in our church. That is perhaps more powerful than gathering the thousands. We love the big event, don't we? And yet ignore sometimes the call to pray in secret, to simply find our little quiet space where we pray and intercede on behalf of our town. And if you're struggling to know what to pray for our town, this verse tells us pray for the peace of it and the prosperity of it. And Rob reminded us last week the peace in Hebrew is shalom, and it is so much more than simply peace. He described it as this, prosperity for all, social justice and personal integrity. Take those three things and pray for them in our town. That would be enough, wouldn't it? If we saw those three things in our town, we would rejoice. But let us also pray for an outpouring of God's spirit upon our town. See, God's intention when he spoke to the people of Israel through Jeremiah is that they would multiply. And surely our heart is to see multiplication, to see many, many people coming to know Jesus. And that will only be through the proclamation of the gospel and an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We need to be a people who are praying, praying constantly, to see God's kingdom come. We're going to move into a time of worship. And I want to encourage you right now, wherever you are, to open up your heart to God and to simply worship him, to know his presence right where you are, in the room where you are, and to commit yourself during this time to pray to pray for our town, to pray for yourself and your family, to pray for your neighbours and your community, to pray for our church. Because without prayer, then all of this time that we've been through could be wasted. And the one thing I would not want us to do as the people of Christchurch is to have wasted this time that we've been in. We are gonna be in this lockdown for a good number of weeks. How are you going to use this time? I hope it's going to be to pray. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you that you call us to invest ourselves into the places where we live. You call us to pray for those places. And Lord, I ask now that all of my brothers and sisters who are watching this will commit themselves to prayer so that we may see your kingdom come, so that we may see people saved, 
so that we may see shalom in our town. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.